Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome in Hour 2 here on the Fitness Fanatics. If you miss any part of the show, you can go back, check us out on the podcast at theticketfm.com. We're under the Ticket Weeknights Weekend tab under the Fitness Fanatics. We've been joined in studio here by uh, Matthew Taylor, Coach Taylor. Um, main reason we had him come in because he has an amazing transformation story. So we're going to talk about that on this next segment. So, Matt, take us back. What well, kind of what I want to know is, is <clears throat> like how long ago did your weight loss journey, not just weight, but lifestyle journey start? Like, take us to when it was like, okay, I've had enough. I need to do something. And then just kind of walk us through like what happened and how did you get to be who you are today? Uh, so started, I've, I'm going on my, I just came up on my eighth year of sobriety. Uh, that funny enough or not funny enough, I guess mm-hmm. coincidental enough. When I went sober, I put on a whole bunch of weight. Uh, I, I became, I think the, the last time I finally weighed myself, it was 357 pounds. Um, as of yesterday, I'm about a hundred walking around 187, 189. Um, the sobriety thing was, was something that needed to happen. Uh, it was something that I don't have any DUIs or anything like that. So it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily forced into the situation. Um, but as far as the weight loss goes, I, I looked in the mirror, man. I really did. I, I would hear, I would take my daughter to drop her off at school and I, I would hear kids laughing or giggling, you know, and, and kids are brutally mean. And I was one of those kids. And so, you know, obviously selfishly, I wanted to get better for me and I wanted to lose the weight for me, but I also, it came to the point where, you know, I, I was huffing and puffing, just walking up and down the stairs, man. I'm not a smoker or anything like that. So it was my body. It was the things I did to myself. Was this before you were coaching? It was uh, right around the same. It was the first year. Okay. Um, there's pictures out of when. So it was year two of coaching. Okay. My my first year with the Sox, second year of coaching. And I was getting mm-hmm. outrun by eight-year-olds, mm-hmm. and they were lapping me, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, yeah, I, I needed to make a change for my family. I wanted to make sure that I was there to, to walk my daughter down down the aisle, you know, at the end of the day. And I get emotional thinking about it, like what could have been if I – didn't hit rock bottom you know Mm -hmm. rock bottom is different for everybody now it it doesn't mean you're thrown in a jail cell or you're arrested i mean rock bottom is simply i'm done i'm done i'm done feeling this way i'm done having 37 alarms go off because i don't want to roll over you know Mm -hmm. like and if 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 you're gonna lead and if you're gonna be a mentor i i am a firm believer that if you want people to listen to your message you know, uh, they're different between a boss and a leader. I texted you that the other day. Mm-hmm. Great show last week, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. think that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to lead, you need to do it by example. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not going to look at your kid or that kid and be like, go run. Now I'm running with you. Um, so, yeah, uh, three years ago, I think now I had to double check with my wife and get my date straight before yeah. I came in here. Mm-hmm. I think it was three years ago. Now uh, I, I, I hit rock bottom. That was my rock. So what was your what was your rock bottom when it come, came to your sobriety? Because that's kind of important, too. Like you said, you didn't have that, like, DUI moment or whatever. And I know 
it's we're we're coming up on the end of dry January. You know, if people had chose to do that, that's something that's kind of popular. What made you decide that that was like kind of your first thing that you just, if you don't mind talking about yeah, that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I started really talking about my message and 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 the sobriety with the fentanyl crisis that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I I was very I was very silent. I was a I was a I was a silent fighter, is what I'll call it. You know, I didn't want people to know. Uh, I I didn't want to lose my spot in the community. I guess and. And there was one day where the health department reached out um, and they knew that I had went to the treatment center and I went back and gave speeches about the success that it can have. And um, and then I lost a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, his brother. I don't call it an overdose. I call it a, a poisoning. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he died. And and that was he wasn't one. He wasn't like us growing up. He he was the one driving us. He, mm-hmm. he was the one hanging out and making sure we were OK. So losing somebody close to you when it hit home, it does happen here. Um, so I, I really started talking about it then, but it came down to my, my wife finding out, you know, my daughter, uh, had, it, I don't think she was one yet. And there's a picture of the day before I, uh, my mom drove down from Lexington to, to take me to the treatment center. And there's a picture of me holding my, uh, Madison and my eyes are sunk in. I'm skinny, you know? Mm-hmm. So hats off to that right no yeah. that, I was, it was a disgusting skinny yeah mm-hmm. uh you know and i just don't look happy at all i'm just holding her with a fake smile and um i, I texted my mom and i said i'm in trouble and uh i i need help you know and she she goes she said i knew something was up um and and i needed you to tell me that you needed it you know she drove two and a half hours in the middle of the night and she had me at the Lincoln Treatment Center by uh, by five thirty the next morning, yeah. And mm-hmm. you, I'll tell you this much: humbling, to say the least. Walking in with, as whatever old I was, a, a married man with a kid of my own, holding my mom's hand, crying like a baby, dude, like mm-hmm. crying like a baby. I knew that was it. Once I told her, once I told my mom, she she is the type, she is the best leader, coach, friend person i've ever met in my life she has been through it you know knew knowing that i told her and that was it that's rock bottom man Mm -hmm. like hey mom your baby boy needs you and i have nowhere else to turn you you knew you were is like a dog to a bone then she wasn't gonna let go she wasn't gonna give it up yeah you know what she told me i will sure she she tells me every day my wife melissa is the best thing to ever happen to my family Mm -hmm. because it changed me you know she changed me for for the better so well I know growing up my parents both had substance abuse problems and you know if my dad had made that decision when I was a baby my childhood would have been very different I look back at pictures of my dad in the midst of the worst of his addictions and it's when he was his thinnest and everyone was like, wow, you look great. And I know what was happening in our house at that time. And so I think that's really important that you're still here telling that message that, you know, there's always still more going on and it's okay to reach out and ask for help. So I think that's really an important message because that's a, you know, remember that as you go because it's a good, good I, message. I thought I was alone, mm-hmm. you know, like I had barricaded myself into this room of, uh, of, um, not one to let people down you know like i uh my i i went to counseling for this uh you had to to complete the program for about six months i didn't say a word Mm -hmm. did not say a word to my counselor 
He goes, take the mask off. I'm not letting you out of here until you do. I'm like, I ain't got a mask on. I'm me, baby. Yeah. I'm me. <laughs> right. He goes, no, you're, you're full of it and you're fake. Yeah. And you're, you're being a car salesman. I ain't buying a car. He's mm-hmm. like, I want to help you. Um, you know, and, and I'm the best version of me that I've ever been. And I say that with full confidence. And, it, and it's because I didn't quit. I, going back to the baseball thing, I could have turned around and not yeah. walked into that practice. Yeah. I could have. And I would have. I would have. I'm telling you, man. It's uh, you're not alone. And, and I, I, I get emotional thinking about it because I went through so much of it thinking I was by myself. And looking back, I have the best team. And I mean, my mom, mm-hmm. my wife, my kids, like, you know, and I, I grew up I grew up with uh, what I call the, the seed was planted. You know, I don't know how people look at addiction and alcoholism and hereditary or not or learned or nature, nurture, whatever, like whatever. That seed was planted and I watered it. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I watered it every single day. Yeah. You know, so nobody's to blame but me. Right. But that being said, I didn't have to do it alone. Man. No. Like, yeah. And you don't have to do it alone and you don't have to do it alone. And it's like, I want to help. Yeah. I'm not scared to talk about it anymore. Like, right. I was terrified, guys. I yeah. was terrified. Yep. All right. So then back to when you started your health, your your weight loss journey. So we'll talk about that. Because, yeah, that makes sense why it kind of swung back the other way. Because you were, you know, you were becoming a different version of yourself and that looked different. And you probably had different coping mechanisms then when you couldn't turn to, you know, the, the things you were using before. So, so how, yeah. So tell us about that rock bottom. Yeah. There, you can hit rock bottom in so many ways. It's crazy. Right. Financially, people hit rock bottom. You know, like our health hits rock bottom. It happens. Like, that's fine. We That's what you do when, you, when you're down there. Yeah. So uh, I just gave up everything I knew and loved mm-hmm. in food. And yeah. Drink. <laughs> right. No. Uh, yeah. uh, th- th- what's crazy is, um, you know, the keto diet, or uh, I'm air quoting for people that are listening, mm-hmm. the keto diet. Uh, to me, it was a lifestyle change. I had done a lot of research into it helping with autism and, and everything. Everything. It to helps me. with substance abuse addiction, too, which I didn't totally know makes that. sense. Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. the addict in me mm-hmm. went full go. Yeah. Right? Uh, the first week, I'd lost seven pounds. And all that was water or, you know, yeah. retention weight. Yeah. Um, so what? It, let's hit this before I forget. It's uh, low in. 25 grams of carbs a day is what I set myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about the macro carbs, so that was total carbs. So Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Net and carbs. Then, yes. Mm-hmm. Little to no sugar, and you find out that sugar's in everything. Literally yeah. everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it was high in fat, low in carbs, so your body in turn is burning the fat for energy instead of carbs and sugar. Mm-hmm. It's the, the short of it. So I ate like a caveman for a little bit, high, a lot of meat, a lot of fat, and I... And just stop drinking soda. I already gave up alcohol at that point. And I, instead of going out and having a candy bar or something like that, you know, I would come home and I would make my own food, mm-hmm. the, the processed food. And what I hate about this conversation is so expensive right now to eat healthy. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. Like if you want to help people, you won't make money helping people, right? If right. you want to eat healthy, right. it's going to cost you a lot to do so. That's not yeah. the case. Yep. It, it you can go to these restaurants and, and order whatever you want. Just get it without a bun, no ketchup, and, you know, take it home. Mm-hmm. So essentially what I did was change everything that I was doing, flip it, and make everything in a positive manner. I, I got up earlier. I went to bed earlier. Um, I, I started – I never really worked out. And so when people say I don't have time to work out, that drives me bananas. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, you know, just stop – 
don't blame everybody else. A little bit of accountability on what you're intaking will yeah. go a long way. Yeah. You have control of what you can control, and mm -hmm. what you're putting in your body is what you can control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and we tell our members that you know seventy percent of your results are what you're eating. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you could do an hour long workout, a two hour workout, and if you're you know hitting up McDonald's right afterwards, or you're just you're not going to see really any changes i mean yeah. you might get a little stronger but as far as like you know looking different because mm -hmm. it's yeah it's 70 percent of your what you're eating so if you can control that that's the the first thing yeah to take to take care of is what your what your your nutrition is so um so this was three years ago that you started this right yes, sir. um so like what made you decide to like do the keto route? Because yeah. there's so many different like, yeah. there's so many different like meal plans and and this and that and you know I mean stuff that are just some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, what made you decide to to, to go that route? Yeah, uh, I love I love to eat meat. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, there isn't a yes. diet in the world I could do or a lifestyle change that I could make without being able to eat a steak or a burger or chicken right. or wings. Bacon. Ba yeah. Dude, and Eggs. bacon is one bacon. of the biggest things that I read in the research for your this lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, avocado, guacamole, bacon. So that's why I chose this. I did. My mom growing up did a lot of the Atkins thing, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I would see it come and go. She would fluctuate a lot. Yes. And um, I wanted something to where. The, the, going back to where I don't think having the addictive personality is such a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted something I could do f forever. And the research that I did and the blood work, I've had blood work done since then. And they, they've said, you look great. Yeah. Not body wise. Right. Your test results look great. Well, and I think it's important for listeners to hear like what we talk about with our nutrition plan with Ferrell's, which is very balanced counting macros or even keto though you have to find what works for you Absolutely. and some people if you have a history of you know high cholesterol or history of heart disease and all this stuff maybe keto's not the best for Amen. you but it's not something that you should be going back and forth it's not something you should be flip-flopping like try something for two three weeks and then once you start to lose some of that results or things start to get away then go to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing that's why talking to you and talking about keto, which can be controversial sometimes, what we wanted to talk about is someone who's done it and done it consistently for years and years and years. And that's not always possible for people. And if that's not, then it's not the right fit. We, we recommend that our members count macros. Well, if you have a history of disordered eating, that can go south really quickly where you're just become really obsessive about those numbers. So that's not for everybody. So it's really important that you looked at what you could do that would be most successful for you. And then what more importantly than that is you've gone the step further where you've done it for years now. You are doing it in conjunction with your healthcare provider. So you know that you're doing that stuff. And I think that that's the key that's missing when people are really trying to find kind of what works for them. So I think that's kind of a really great way to, you know, approach that. So how long did you do this diet and you were the lifestyle, the diet? Um, how long until like you started lose like plateauing as yeah, they say, no, that's you a know. big deal. That right. is, yeah. Uh, the, 
to to piggyback on that, first thing I noticed about you is that you're standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> simple stuff. Right. The little things in life. Uh, when I started to plateau, it was about six months into it. And then that's when I started doing the macros. Because mm-hmm. to that point, I was just doing total carb count. Yeah. And, and you are going to plateau. You're going to plateau. No matter life. what no you're matter. doing. Yes. In life. Yes. 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 And it's, then I started doing the 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting the, well, the watch isn't on. Then I started doing the Fitbit thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's, and, and since that, adding movement, yeah. just, some, just standing and, or going for a walk or going to fill up water, that helps. So about six it months does. into it, I had to make a change. So and, was there a time where you're like, well, this isn't working for me? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Up about a year and a half ago, uh, about a year and a half into it, I guess I should say, yeah. uh, I, I, I plateaued and I hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing more research about a reset. And hey, I've never had a cheat day. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's okay. I, I don't suggest that for people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what worked for me. Yeah, that's well, what we say that too. You got to find what works right, you know, because with like, that. Now, my brother, I, I know he's not listening, but <laughs> he's a smoker, right? <laughs> so whenever I would talk to him about the Farrell's nutrition plan and, and our philosophy of having a free day, yeah. like in his mind, well, he would tell me, okay, if I'm going to quit smoking, I'm not going to smoke on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yeah. That was in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to find what wor- like what works for you like yeah, if you if you know yourself or you're going if you have a free day or a cheat day, it's going to turn into a cheat 5 years. Right. right. Then yes. that's not then, then likely you're not this is what we tell our people. You're likely not eating enough during the week that if it becomes out of control on the weekends. Right. And that's what we try to tell people like make it be we say cheat we call it a fun day, but, you know, people really dog on that cheat meal. But you know what? If you're a type of person who's rebellious, thinking of it as a cheat day, that might actually help <laughs> you. Like you. you right. It's a, it's a carrot, yeah. man, at like, the end of the tunnel. No, you're, I am a rule follower. So a cheat meal to me makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like I am bad. So I don't call it that because that's my personality. Yeah. So, again, knowing yourself is so important and it's not zooming right in on that one day it's zooming out and what did the five days before that look like are you starving yourself all week long because then because you know you have this day coming up you know then Mm -hmm. that's not healthy you know so it's like i don't know it's it's you got to know yourself that's all but yeah yeah no tying it tying it back to the baseball thing i feel like if you put the work in then you do earn I, I, and I, I'm different than, than a lot of the people that I'm helping with this lifestyle now. So yeah. like I, I try to individualize and I am trying to branch out and help people that I can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. I'm doing it. Just, you're like the expert now. So if someone wants to th- talk about it, you're the person they should talk to, not the person who's done it for three weeks and right. lost, you know, whatever, but they don't know if they can sustain it. Like you're the expert. And I, and I come from a place of failure. That, I mean, yeah. that's I. you either win or you learn in life, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and I come from a place of where I was broken. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it, look, I, I saw so many celebrities and commercials and oh, the, the miracle diet and the miracle pill and this and that and this and that and that. Like and then finally, I was like, there needs to be somebody for me like me. Yeah. Somebody that's just a guy. That's yeah. just one of us. Yep. You know? Yeah. But that's really important. So you kind of hit the wall, the plateau, which is normal. You know, like if you think about it, it's like instead of thinking of it as a plateau, think of it as like cruise control. You can go on cruise control for a little bit and that's great. You don't have to, you know, but then evident, you know, 
inevitably those hills are going to come back. So how'd you overcome that? We were talking about that, but like, go continue. <laughs> yes. No, the support system, the support mm -hmm. team. Uh, honestly, hey, my, my, my partner, my wife, my, my ride or die, the Bonnie to my Clyde or whatever, she has been phenomenal. And I, you're again, going back to, you're not alone. The, the people at Ferrell's have you guys, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know. I've never been through the program, but I'm assuming if they reached out, I, if, if yeah. I text you, you text back right away. If yeah. I would message you, you'd message me. Yeah. I'm assuming if they need something, you guys have people in place. You And it's as simple as a conversation. Yeah. How did I do it? I incorporated exercise. I mm -hmm. wasn't exercising to that point. And I had lost 100 pounds almost at the year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Then I kicked it back into gear, you know? And now I'm just starting to incorporate weights and I want to, I want to mass up a little bit more and that's another right. challenge i'm right i'm right. throwing a wrench into it man i'm throwing yeah. a curveball or a change up when it's fastball 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 i mm -hmm. want to see if i can yeah and i know i can so because and i can't like focus on this enough it's because you put the time in like that's like expecting someone to come in and it's their first year in baseball and w expecting to get to the championship game like you put in the time and the effort to learn about yourself the other thing because we talk about this with mark and his transformation with ferals he's doing the national challenge i think what's so important we don't stick with stuff long enough and yeah. i think the big thing is like for your transformation for mark's transformation especially the way that when you have kids and school and summers off and baseball season and the off season like you really have to give yourself a year plus you have to go through each of those seasons of your life because we see that a lot in our program um, our summer session is a really tricky one when they go from our members go from their summer routines with their kids to going back to school and they will they will put themselves on the back burner immediately because you know, routines changed up. And so you going through that for a whole year, you've, you've navigated the holidays, you've navigated, you know, you could have started in January, and then it'd be smooth sailing till the summer, and then all the barbecues happen. And you could have just, you know, not learned how to navigate through, through the summer, or through the holidays. So I think that's really important, too, that you, you gave that time to really make it fit into every part of your life not that snapshot of your life and i think that's what's missing with a lot of people it's that instant gratification world yeah. that we're living in and uh you know doing this and trying to help people do this uh what talking about it being individualized for them this did not I, what i did did not happen overnight did not happen in six weeks it did not happen in six months it is a continuing thing and to go to your point with the kids and all that wh what do we who are you doing this for? If it should be you first yeah. and your kids look at you every day, mm -hmm. whether, okay, maybe let's use your wife. If you don't have kids, let's use your best friend. Let's use your mother who gave you birth. They look at you every day. So if you are truly doing it for you, then it shouldn't be a question of, Hey, it's this season and this season. I get that though. I, I did it yeah. through COVID. Right. I did it through COVID where we didn't really know anything and we you know, yeah, everything mm -hmm. was different yes. than it is. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the excuse factor, that's what it is, man. It yeah. is an excuse. Life is hard. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. If you can transform your body, the rest of it's going to be life will not be as hard as you're making it out to be. Right. If you can physically change your physical being, which will help your mental side of it. Every, your bad days won't be that bad. Mm -hmm. I promise. Yeah. I promise. All okay. right. We're up break. against the break. Yeah. We'll keep this conversation going here mm -hmm. when we come back. So don't go anywhere on 93.7 The Ticket.